Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's great news. You could save money by switching to GEICO. If you need homeowners, renters, motorcycle insurance as well, you can get it all at GEICO.com. 40 minutes from now, Chip Patterson joins us. Joining us right now, though, one of the finest trash talkers you're ever going to find. Former NFL wide receiver. Super Bowl champion, he won four straight bowl games. As a member of the Syracuse Orange, formerly Orange Men, he is a maven of Ravens TV and radio. He is Kadri Ishmael. Follow him on Twitter, at Kadri Ishmael. Kadri, thanks for joining us this morning, or I should say this afternoon now. I mean, the introduction, like, wow, that's an amazing introduction. But then at the same time, like, where did the trash talking come from? I am the most humblest of people. I don't even oh, okay. know what trash talking is. When trash talking happens, it's me taking my trash down to the curb so the receptacle can be emptied by the garbage men that are coming by to pick up the ripe bananas that I ate. Caudry, I I'm in Cleveland. I've had you on before, before Ravens-Browns games in the past. I didn't even set this up. Tom did. And I know you as a trash talker. Now, sometimes you've just been telling the truth, and I just didn't want to accept it. So maybe it's just the truth spoken in a realistic way, and I didn't want to accept it at the time. I will admit that. Ah, so now the the raveling of the tale unfolds yes. because it was about Cleveland and how sorry they were. And somehow, some way, everybody was like, oh, my God. You guys, you took our team, and then now... Now, wait, players, now, hold on, you know, hold on. Now, that's... Be like, wait, now, let me now, finish, now, hold, let me finish, see? Trash talking, I just continue. I'm going to just talk right through you, because I can do that. Bam. And just say this. Now, that, you know... Oh, you took our team, and then I'm going to be like, no, you didn't. We didn't take your team. See, here's what happened. We left, or I should say the organization left the colors and the records there. Now, everybody's all like, hey, look at us. We had LeBron James give us a championship. Oh, the Cleveland Indians, they look good. And now we got Baker Mayfield. Ooh, look at us. We're really super cool now. See, that's what I'm saying. That right there is not trash talking. That's just stating a fact in a more matter-of-fact kind of a way. I don't blame you guys for taking the team. You didn't take the team. Art Modell just took them somewhere else. I blame Art Modell. I I don't blame Baltimore. I'm not saying that I blame anybody, but I'm sure not blaming Mr. Modell, God rest his soul, who should be in the Hall of Fame, because all I'm simply saying is that (laughs) he made a good business decision that helped out a franchise that really, I guess, if y'all really wanted it to, all the different owners that came through, who's... Who's the most recent like Cleveland Browns owner now? I, I, I lost track. I mean, Jimmy Haslam. Guys, they've only had no. They've only had two owners. You're thinking of head coaches. Learner and Haslam, right? Okay. Yes. 
Learning Haslam sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Listen, what? they basically been hiring and firing people left and right, but they still got the same colors. They still got the same records. Uh-huh. So I think what Mr. Modell did, God rest his soul, he should be in the Hall of Fame, was amazing as far as even bringing Monday Night Football and television revenue sharing. So the oh, like somebody else wouldn't have done that. And be chilling and doing their thing. Like, like somebody else wouldn't have come up with the decision, and it was the only good business decision he ever made was with the TV revenue, and anybody now, who knew about the Gateway Project like would know. Else. Yeah, he was the originator, and you won't give him any love. I'm he not going to give him any love because somebody else would have came up with the idea too, and I don't care if he did come up with the idea of revenue sharing, if he did come up with the idea of TV dollars. So you're going to work me into a shoot. And I didn't want you to work me into a shoot, Kadri. Do you see how this works? I'm not gonna do. No, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not yeah. lowering myself yeah. to it, sir. Go ahead. Ain't gonna happen. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure. I sure. I'm sure it is. Let me answer a question for me. All right. Okay. My Super Bowl ring. The specs on it. It's over 200 diamonds. There's a thing called a penny weight. A male. Average male ring is 11 penny weights, I think. One glass set. One glass set. team is 27 penny weights. I don't even know what the uh, most recent Super Bowl team was at 2012. I don't even – 47, Super Bowl 47. That ring trumped my ring, and it was – it might have been eclipsed by one of the baseball that, teams. But Kadri, it was damn it, that ain't the question ring. I'm asking. That isn't oh, the bad. question I'm going to ask. I thought you were talking about what, what happened Hell when no, you win. Hell no, I ain't going to ask. No, oh, I'm not asking. because Cleveland hasn't won yet. We're gonna, oh, well, sure. We will. We will. So you know how that works. Because you ain't saying nothing about the future. You haven't said anything about Baker Mayfield just yet. So oh, uh, let bad. me ask. I, I just, I didn't know. What number of quarterback is he? Number 24? Doesn't matter. Just, as long years? as you get it right. Hey, we can go back before. You're going to give me an argument over Stony Case? <laughs> Am I going to hear about Stony Case or Kyle Buller? Love me some Stony Case. <laughs> I'm Kyle sure Buller you do. Just a stepping yeah. stone to the next so, guy yeah. Joe So did every secondary in the AFC North. They love Stony <laughs> Case and Kyle Buller. All right. Kadri. Okay. <laughs> is, is John Harbaugh the head coach of the Ravens in 2019 and 2020? So here's the thing. Everyone wants to jump on the John Harbaugh is not going to be in Baltimore thing, but then – there's a thing called, what have you done for me lately? Oh, yeah, he's been winning. Mm-hmm. And to the point where now, if you look at his track record with the injuries he's had over the last few years, um, he's done a remarkable job of keeping the team competitive. And I think that's where he separates himself as just an average head coach because I think there are teams that kind of quit on their coaches and their coaching staff. But I think for John Harbaugh, he's done an amazing job of keeping his team competitive and in the mix and this year he's done as fine of a job, if not his finest job. And from what all reports are saying, he's supposed to get a contract extension. So Steve Bashotti, I'm sure he is feeling really good about the fact that uh, he has a good, strong uh, coach and coaching staff to uh, further the success of the Baltimore Ravens. Well, if we're going to do this, though, I need because I, I, I agree with that. I think John Harbo is a fine coach. But if they start out, say, 5-4 and four or 4-5 four and five next year, are we going to be doing this again? Because I think that needs to that needs to be discussed between the two parties if they're going to do this. So every year is an unpredictable year. Every week is an unpredictable week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why in the NFL you're a fool if you you know really bet on NFL games because it's so difficult. Um, I think that if you look at his track record, you can say at worst they're going to be a 500 team, and depending upon how well. Lamar Jackson, you know, progresses. I'm looking at them being 
I'd say 11 and 5, 10 and 6. I mean, every year they're kind of hovering around that mark, that 11 and 5, 10 and 6. And, you know, hey, that, that, that's what they are. Okay, well, if they're, if they're at that level, then – because, I again, I think he's good, but I just – if I'm him, I don't want who you – Who else is out there? Who else is out there that – I agree. You know... I agree. I, I think that I, – I think so quickly we want to fire – fans, I think we want to fire people, but to hear – like Steve Bashotti even kind of confirmed it in the one discussion. I'm thinking, man, he's a good coach. Who else is really going to be out there that's going to be that much better for you? I thought that there that would a be guy. a strong – yeah. I, I, yeah I, no, I, I mean, I think even Ron Rivera, who – Riverboat Ron down in, in Carolina, he kind of started off hot, and then they fizzled out. They put Cam Newton on his shelf, and now reports are saying that he's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that it's a bad thing when I say he's going to be back. It's who else is out there that exactly. can do as good of a job. Kadri Ishmael joining us on the show, former NFL wideout, Super Bowl champ, Ravens TV and radio analyst. He's all over the place. Uh, tell me about Lamar Jackson. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it hasn't. What's been the secret to his success with this football team? I think he's done a remarkable job of staying within his strengths and limiting his weaknesses. His strength, obviously, is running the football. I think the fact that you have a guy, a Marty Morningwig, who has had really good success with uh, Michael Vick and calling plays for him, I think uh, uh, their running attack in, in their offensive line has done uh, quite a, an amazing job uh, of, of really opening up holes for not only Lamar, but also Gus Edwards, who uh, has come along and, and, and been as as good and key for this offense. Then you talk about Kenneth Dixon. So you got a, a three-headed monster as far as rushing the football, and that chews up the clock. I mean, I, I can count three drives in particular where they've had an 11 play, two 11 plays and one nine play, when they didn't throw the ball at all, and they all ended up in scores, and it just chewed up a tremendous amount of clock, which then you look at defensively, it helps them as far as uh, just being rested and ready to go. And with Wink Martindale as their, their signal caller, uh, he has put them in some really good, you know, strong defensive looks. And, you know, the defense with fresh legs, they've executed, you know, remarkably. So, you know, the, the trickle-down – effect of what Lamar has been to this team uh, is the reason why, you know, come Sunday, 425, they're going to have a chance to, uh, you know, start off and, and end with an AFC North championship. Kadri Ishmael with us on the show. What do you think of Baker Mayfield then? I think he is as charismatic as it gets for, you know, what Cleveland needs. I think, um, you know, he's a guy that is, 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 is not afraid to throw the deep ball and, and take a, a tremendous chance with his arm. But yet at the same time, he's smart enough to, to get a check down and, and allow that to happen. So, you know, he, he, he's not feast or famine as far as a mistake. He's just he's, he's cutthroat enough to, to know when, you know, he can take those chances. And I think, again, like Lamar, you know, guys are, are excited to play with him at quarterback. And that's, that's what makes – this uh, matchup such a, a a unique one for the National Football League. Two rookie quarterbacks that have galvanized both of their teams. Yeah. And while the road to the playoffs is uh, well, this team, that team, and the other team with with Cincinnati or with Cleveland, the fact that Cleveland is even in the conversation speaks to what Baker means to the the Cleveland Browns. Kadri, then tell me about 
Why are, what did you think of the look back? Did you see the look back against Cincinnati that he had with, with UJ? You're laughing about it. Well, tell me what you thought of it then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, uh, so part of it is the cliche of, you know, you, you want your athletes to open up more. The media wants them to open up more. But then when they do, you criticize them. So I think mm-hmm. it's that kind of a mindset. Here's a guy, he's young. Uh, you know, I think, you know, has some 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 maturing to do with the whole stare down only because I say this as a player, you know, in this league, karma is a mother and karma will come back to get you at any point in time. And, you know, you, you, you just don't want to don't want to mess with it, you know, and, and yeah, there are ways to, to show that, you know, I'm thumbing my nose at to for whatever he did to him behind closed doors fine but you know doing it the way he did it you know i'm laughing because i could just see his youth and you just you just don't want karma to come back to bite you kadri ishmael joining us on the show i do you think he understands that like there's going to be a point where like remember they had that they had that instance where it happened against cincinnati they were chirping then they went out they lost to houston they said nothing and everybody well you're not saying anything about losing to houston now are you like that is part of what you do is that when you win in the NFL, you you can talk. I mean, do you re- you remember was it Terrell Suggs who walked out there with the T-shirt about Pittsburgh before the playoff game? Which side was that on? Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I I've seen it. Yeah, and and I hear you, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, if you're going you're going to talk, you better back it up. But then uh. at the same time. You better also make sure your boys can back it up too, because last I checked, it's not a one-man show. You know, it, it's it's a team game. It's the ultimate team game. So, again, don't don't uh, talk smack if you don't feel that your boys can help you back it up, and that's well, something that you know you got to be aware of. It's a different level of respect with ba- with Baltimore because they haven't said anything about Baltimore leading up to this game. Kadri Ishmael joining us on the show. So, what's the future of Joe Flacco then? If if this could end up being Lamar Jackson's team, where does he end up? I don't know. I think there, you know, there are teams out there that are, are, are in need of quarterback and quarterback play and good quarterback play. Um, gosh, I mean, the, the rumor mill has started as far as him, you know, going to Jacksonville. Uh, heck, there were even some people saying, you know, well, what if they get rid of Eli and, you know, Laletta might not be ready. Let's, you know, you know, potentially kick the tires on Joe. And I don't know. I, I think that uh, this off season is going to be an interesting one. You know, they're even saying down in uh, Washington, let them go down the Beltway and play for the Redskins. Um, I know this to be true. You know, Joe can still play, and Joe is is as good of a quarterback. I just think that um, you know his time has run out in in Baltimore. But I have nothing but you know love and respect for what he's done to and for the city of Baltimore. I want to bring up Kyler Murray later on in the show, so I'm going to ask you: You're a father, correct? Oh yeah. Okay, do you do you I think you have a son who's pretty good at sports, right? I have three kids, all three play collegiate sports. My daughter plays at Princeton, plays basketball. My one son plays at a division school or division 2 school, Mercyhurst, and my mm-hmm. youngest, he's a quarterback at Villanova. Okay, so if you were if you were Kyler Murray's old man, what would you be telling him right now? Cuz he's 21, he can make his own decisions, but mm-hmm. he needs the guidance. What would you say, Kadri? Uh, as his consigliere, I'm saying play baseball. How come? Uh, it's, it's a longer uh, life mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as, you know, playing professionally and having fun. Um, at the same time, 
from a baseball aspect of things. Um, it was it Brian Jordan, I believe, for the Atlanta Braves. Was that yes. his name? I believe. Yes. Um, yes. Both he and Dion, you know, he was as good to play two sports, and he just chose baseball. And I, I think he had a really good, uh, productive baseball career. And last I checked, uh, the NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Um, baseball is the strongest union in America, and they have some advantages that you know, as a young person, you might not care about at the moment. But uh, as a as your consigliere. I promise you, you're going to care about when you get older. And I would say go the baseball route for a variety of reasons and, and you know, watch football on Sundays with your buddies. So even if he said, Dad, I really, really, really want to play football, and there's there's a lot of people out there, gosh, if he plays well tonight, Kadri, they're going to be going, you know, offenses are changing. I know he's 5'9", this, that, and the other. You'd still say, son, I know your heart might be with it, but you got to go play baseball. Son, I have a hundred million reasons why you should play uh, baseball, and if you do it right, you can also use your money and be a smart and wise investor. Uh, and then, if you want to, you can uh, get ownership in a in a football team. And then you can have the five nine quarterbacks that you desire to have, and you could be sitting in the uh, the owner's suite eating on your chicken wings that are homemade. You are one of the best. Kadri, thank you so much for the time. All the best, my friend. Hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on, as always. Thank you. Kadri Ishmael, former NFL wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Ravens TV and radio analyst. Follow him on Twitter at Kadri Ishmael. I want to push three up, three down to one twenty p.m. Eastern. I want to get into that Kyler Murray thing when we come back. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Chip Patterson, in just about 10 minutes, we'll talk college football playoffs with him. We just had Kadri Ishmael on, and even though we talked about the Ravens and John Harbaugh, I wanted to get his thoughts as a guy who played in the NFL about Kyler Murray. And what type of decision Kyler Murray should make? Because he's got a very big decision coming up after this year. This is what Kadri Ishmael, former NFL football player, Super Bowl champion, had a nice career in the NFL. This is what Kadri Ishmael had to say if he was Kyler Murray's father. As his consigliere, I'm saying play baseball. How come? Uh, it's, it's a longer uh, life <laughs> mm-hmm. as far as you know, playing professionally and having fun. Um, at the same time, from a baseball aspect of things, um, it was it Brian Jordan, I believe, for the Atlanta Braves. Was that yes. his name? I believe. Yes. Um, yes. Both he and Dion, you know, he was as good to play two sports, and he just chose baseball. And I, I think he had a really good, uh, productive baseball career. And last I checked, uh, the NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Um, baseball is the strongest union in America, and they have some advantages that, you know, as a young person, you might not care about at the moment, but uh, as a, as your consigliere, I promise you, you're going to care about when you get older. And I would say go the baseball route for a variety of reasons and, and, you know, watch football on Sundays with your buddies. Sports is such a tough thing because it's a kid's game and we play it because we start playing it because we love it. It's never always about the money. Not when you're a kid, it's not about the money. 
And here you have Kyler Murray, and he is having the time of his life. Wherever Oklahoma goes, it's a traveling road show. There's been 11,000 in attendance at some of these bowl games. It should, and I know that some of the sto- some of the stories came out where you could sit lower bowl for like 60 bucks. It should be more or less a packed house for this bowl game against Alabama. And it should be pretty big, and it's obviously going to be a nationally televised, world-televised game, and we're all going to be watching, and we're going to be seeing Kyler Murray against Tua Tagovailoa, and we are going to fall in love with it because the storylines just drip, and it can be intoxicating. This type of moment sucks because I want to look at it and go, what would I say to Kyler Murray if I was his old man? I can't say much because I never played in the NFL, and I never would have played in the NFL or any professional sport. Wasn't good enough. Here's Kadri Ishmael, a guy who's seen the dollars and cents, seen the cold calculated business that the NFL still is from when he and understands that this has got to be a time where big boys have to step up and you need to make a big boy decision and big time football might be there for you. And so many people want to tell you intoxicating things. College offenses are switching to the NFL. We're scheming it up differently. No longer are we trying to fit round pegs and square holes. We're trying to make things better for quarterbacks who are starting out. They're starting earlier, and now we're actually working with you. You don't have to fit into this pocket anymore. You saw Russell Wilson. You saw Baker Mayfield. It can happen for you. But then it might not. And you can always fall back on baseball, quote-unquote. You can always do that. Unless you suffer a major injury. Unless you do suffer some consequences of playing big-time NFL football. Because you could get drafted. You absolutely could get drafted. Some of the stories about where you could get drafted, that all mixes in. But it's very interesting to hear a guy who played, who loved, who who paid the price for the game, to look at him and go, you got to play baseball. Because while we look at this through love, and man, you could always go back, and go back and play baseball, and God, I wanted to say the same thing last Sunday night. It just seems to be, what are you going to be doing 20, 30, 40 years from now? How much more money could you make playing baseball? Your heart might tell you about how much you love football, and if you make a decision for your heart, far be it for me to stand in the way of something like that. But as a person who's around you, as a person who's your father, as a person who is older than you, who's even played in it, like Kadri Ishmael, who's not Kyler Murray's father, but if he was, did play in the NFL and could look at it in a different light, you're making a very strong decision that could have a disastrous outcome. When you start to look at life, when you're in your early 20s, you're feeling the way Kyler Murray did. When you're in your 30s and 40s and you start to have a family and you start to have children and and you have responsibilities and a mortgage, you sometimes kick yourself for some of the decisions you made in your early 20s. I do. And we play it more conservative than we've ever done it before because we have more people relying on us. You have to make a long-term decision. And while I want to see him play in the NFL because it changes the conversation about quarterbacks, it makes it more fun, you got to go play baseball, son. 855-2124-CBS. We'll bring this up again in the 1 p.m. hour. Also, 3 up, 3 down at one twenty p.m. Eastern. Coming up next, Chip Patterson. He's live in Miami. We'll talk to him about this, among other things. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. The toll-free line, 855-2124-227. Brought to you by Geico. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. You need homeowners or renters or motorcycle insurance as well. You can get it all in one fell swoop at geico.com. One twenty p.m. Eastern, 3 up, 3 down. 1 p.m. Eastern, why Nick Saban, this could be his swan song and maybe even should be his swan song, at least with Alabama, and whether or not Justin Herbert made the right decision. Let's get to Chip Patterson, though. He's live in Miami 
for one of tonight's big games when we decide who's going to be playing in the national championship game. Find him on Twitter, at Chip underscore Patterson, CBS Sports, College Football and Basketball Maven. Chip Patterson joins us on the show. Chip, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. A Maven introduction. I'll take it. Well, thank you very much. I'm two for two today on the good introductions. What if I? Well, it only serves my own purpose. What if I'm like, hey, you don't want to listen. This guy really sucks, and he was forced right. upon me. Like, you can't do anything like that. And but, by the way, Chip, you totally don't suck. Let, let's well, make that a but. Isn't isn't that always the goal professionally? Don't suck. <laughs> yeah, Just I mean we suck. we try, but again, I'm a, I, I grew up a Browns fan, and here we are. So anyway. Uh, Chip, you're down. You're, you're down in Miami. You're getting ready for all this. So many storylines. I think one of the misguided ones would be if Alabama were to win, they gave the Heisman Trophy to the wrong person. Uh, your thoughts if that were to go down like that? Yeah, I if I don't think that the game is going to play out in a way that is going to lead uh, the casual viewer at home to think that the that Tua should have won the Heisman Trophy and especially just like specifically from the game. And that's mm-hmm. because I, I, I think he was limited and I think he's a little bit hobbled. And if he's telling us 80 to 85%, listen, I was a sophomore in college and I kind of rounded up my GPA too. when my parents asked me about it. So <laughs> I, I would guess that he's a little bit closer to 60 to 65%. And I also have started to get this hunch as we've gotten closer and closer to the game. Mm. I, I think Alabama might just sort of revert back to what we saw in 2015, 2016, even 2017, and a power rushing attack that has been absent for much of the year, like, why not just run it right at Oklahoma? Alabama's played a Big 12-type offense against SEC opponents. When you're going up against a Big 12 opponent, why not play an SEC offense? And if that's the case, and if that's the reason that Alabama wins, no one's coming out of it thinking they gave the Heisman Trophy to the wrong person. Chip Patterson joining us on the show. Well, then how quickly could you go to Jalen Hurts if you really wanted to then? I think that Jalen Hurts is probably, I would say over under, you're going to, regardless of health or if he gets banged up, if Tua gets banged up, I think you see over under five and a half Jalen Hurts planned snaps. I think you see Josh Jacobs, the running back in the Wildcat formation, something that they've broken out a little bit as the season's gone on. I just, you know, and Damian Harris, like last year, I thought Damian Harris was one of the more overlooked and underrated running backs in the entire country. And he has been. Uh, mostly absent this season, but it's not for a change in his ability. And Najee Harris is another tremendous back. Uh, Oklahoma does not have the defensive line that makes me believe that they are going to win those one-on-one battles in the trenches. And, you know, even as Nick Saban down here has said, yeah, you know, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, you know, we got we got to be ready to uh, go touchdown for touchdown. And I, I just wonder if in the back of his mind he's got a game plan ready where – you can limit the number of times that Kyler Murray gets the ball, and you can impose your will physically so that when the game gets into the third and fourth quarter, uh, even just running the ball, you're able to create some explosive plays. Chip Patterson joining us on the show. Does the winner of this game end up winning the national championship? Ooh, no, because I've got Clemson winning the national championship. Wow. Well, tell me why now, Chip. Go ahead, buddy. I, I think that this the 15 bowl practices, have given Trevor Lawrence a chance to reset, to refresh, and to get himself ready for a huge moment. He played in state championships virtually every year in the state of Georgia. And this is a bigger stage, but I only mention that just to say that he's used to stepping up in these opportunities. And I've covered Clemson very, very closely. And Trevor Lawrence kind of 
they they kept him in bubble wrap from a schematic standpoint. They leaned really heavily on their ground game. Uh, you know, Travis Etienne, they were one of the top rushing offenses in the country. Yeah. And Travis Etienne was the ACC Offensive Player of the Year. But T. Higgins, Lynn J. Dixon, uh, they've got some real, real big-time game-changing type players on the edges. And I, was, I just wonder if with the extra bowl practices, the whirlwind that Trevor Lawrence had this season, splitting snaps with Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant leaves. He starts. He gets knocked out with the concussion, comes back. And I just I, – I think he could be the game changer. We saw Tua step in and lead Alabama to a national championship in the second half as a freshman last year. And so I'm kind of making that similar type prediction that a player who we have always believed since coming out of high school has championship, uh, a championship ceiling. I just wonder if we start to see that realized uh, here in this moment. Chip Patterson joining CBS Sports College Football and Basketball. Let me well because now you got me thinking in a couple of different directions. Now I'm going to ask you some belief questions here. One is I wanted to take Notre Dame, and I, I just man, I thought that people keep beating on Notre Dame about the 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 conference or the non conference that they play, the lack of of real strength of schedule. I don't think much of the SEC this year, but what you're telling me is all true. And then you have the Dexter Lawrence problems that happened with the, with the test, and I, I think maybe we're making a bit too much of it. Like Clemson, you're telling me, is that much better of a football team, and maybe we're not giving them the just due just because of the ACC and everything else that's going on. Right, and, but at the same time, remember, Dabo Sweeney is the head coach who stood up and said, well, all we need to do is score one more point. So, like, when you're looking at the, the point spread here, I would take Notre Dame because Clemson is very comfortable uh, playing a game close and playing a game a little bit more conservative. I mean, think back to uh, the Boston College game. And, and Boston College lost its starting quarterback in that game to injury. And once they did, offensively, it was really, really tough. But, I mean, that was 27-7. to 7. It, was, it was not the 77-point the or 59-point type performance we saw. And Notre Dame is so solid defensively. They do not make mistakes. Uh, you might be able to get four yards time and time again against Notre Dame, but they're not going to give up a whole lot of 20, 25-yard plays. And I think that that has been the one thing I've, I've noticed from the Clemson coaching staff is that they are going into this game in a don't-make-mistakes mentality. So if, if you're looking at that double-digit spread, I do think that it's a little disrespectful to Notre Dame. But Clemson, again, they just – they have been there. They have won and lost a college football playoff semifinal. They have both won and lost a college football playoff national championship game. The players told me when I was on campus uh, two weeks ago that they didn't have a good mindset and that they had too much fun in New Orleans. I said, Mm -hmm. I too have had too much fun in New Orleans before. So that's totally human and that's totally okay. But I, I just think that with all that experience with more than 50 players on the Clemson roster that are juniors and seniors and have been a part of this success, I think that that ends up being the difference. Chip Patterson joining us on the show. Follow him on Twitter at Chip underscore Patterson. Writer for CBS Sports, college football and basketball. Also golf. He does work on golf as well. We're Dabo Sweeney. Now, this is a belief question again I wanted to ask you. It seems that he wins a national championship a couple years ago. That team has been in the fight for this over the last how many years now? And it seemed that it would be, again, a belief thing. Saban, Meyer, then Sweeney. Then it almost became Saban, Meyer, Lincoln, Riley, then Sweeney. If he wins another one and Urban's gone now, can he at least draw that parity with Nick Saban? And and do you think he's maybe a little bit underrated by folks outside of the ACC and maybe the Southeast? No, I I think that he he was number – with Meyer stepping out, he's number two. 
I mean, he, he steps up there, and that's where Lincoln Riley uh, – As it's been really cool to watch Saban and Riley interact together because Riley – he's made it clear that he would love to be able to be in Nick Saban's position later on in his career. He still, mm-hmm. he still views his career as just being here in the nascent stages, and he hopes that he can be at Oklahoma for 10 more years. You know, everyone's trying to force Lincoln Riley to the NFL – but, I mean, he's just getting rolling. Dabo is not just getting rolling. I mean, I know this isn't a national championship uh, mm-hmm. type award, but, I mean, he killed Clemsoning. Remember Clemsoning was a thing? We would point and laugh at Clemson <laughs> when they get all the talent, and then they'd blow it, and he killed Clemsoning. I mean, that's almost a national championship ring in itself to be able to overcome that kind of reputation. You know, they beat LSU in bowl games. They beat Oklahoma in bowl games. They beat Ohio State in bowl games. I mean, they shut out Ohio State. Uh, in the college football playoff. I, and I think that it has been it has been all of those big stage wins where Clemson stopped stubbing its toe and started succeeding at a high level. It has been those wins that have really elevated Dabo's status. And, yeah, I mean, with, with Meyer stepping out, I think he's number two, only behind Saban. The only thing I do miss about Clemsoning is the jokes. The one about they should have a mausoleum in their own graveyard for the only times they got upset. And the other one where I've always said, and go with me on this, Chip, if they get upset in their own stadium, they need to go back on the hill, up the hill, get on the buses, and have to go back around on a yeah, loser's tour. Yes, that yeah. They've got to walk backwards. You have to drive. You got to drive in reverse too. So that's a that makes it real tough. Chip Patterson joining us on the show. I'm so glad you brought up Lincoln Riley because I come from one of the cities where we talk about Lincoln Riley to the NFL all the time. And I said, I wonder if I I don't know if it makes sense because if it doesn't work out in the NFL, it's not like he's going to go to a job just as good as Oklahoma because they might be rolling with a new guy there. But with Saban, yeah, Barry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chip. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just – Barry Switzer told Lincoln Riley there are uh, about a handful of top head coaches that want that job. And he was mm-hmm. talking about an NFL job that was looking at Lincoln Riley. And he said, and about it, almost every coach in the country wants the job that you have right now. It's true. Like, you've, you've got it good. Just keep rocking. Now, what about Saban, though? He's 67. He's in great shape. He's won six national championships. If he wins this one, it'll be seven. That's a boatload of national championships. He he went to the NFL, had a little bit of success, then immediately went to Alabama. Would you think about it? Chip, would you think about it if you were Nick Saban where you could go to a place, Green Bay or Cleveland, you got your quarterback right there, and if you want a Super Bowl, it might be that's it. You're above everybody. You're above all the college coaches. You're above Belichick. You're above them all now. Would that be something that would entice you and then would in turn would it entice him, do you think? I don't think so. Just because the machine is rolling, and I've talked to some people around here, I would set the over. He's sixty-seven years old. I would set the over/under at about seventy and a half. I think by I think he, in his mind, would like to carry this thing out to seventy or seventy-one, uh, win one more, if not two more, national championships, and especially if if he wins this one then I think we, I would even go under on that 70-and-a-half. But I think he sees himself uh, finishing out at Alabama and spending a lot of time at the lake house uh, for the rest of his life. Man, because he is in such good shape for 67, and I'm thinking, you know, it's not like when the Bear died at 69, boy, he looked like he was 110. Uh, this right. guy is two years younger, and he looks like he you, – you can't believe he's 67. And I'm thinking, man, it, it would just be the parody of between him and – and with with Bill Belichick, that's the entire reasoning of it. You say there's no chance, or is there any possibility at all? You say no. 
I say no because he has a professional program. Like he has pros on the roster, and what he has done that has revolutionized college football is the job of the offensive and defensive analyst. He has revolutionized strength and conditioning program with Scott Cochran. He has revolutionized the personnel department, and what he has built in Tuscaloosa is humming at the level of a professional organization. And so, why give that up? I, now I got nothing to talk about for the final hour. Thanks a lot, Chip. Chip Patterson joining. <laughs> I'm kidding. Chip Patterson joining us on the show. Real quick, I got like 60 seconds. How soon do we see it at 18 playoff? Uh, I hope never. My goal is to be a bowl executive later in life, so I need uh, as, as small a playoff as possible. Yes! You really, now, do you believe that, or is that just a hot take? Uh, that's a fun thing to say, but I don't <laughs> think we need an 18 playoff. I, really, I, was, I was fine with the BCS, and I would have been fine with the BCS this year. We just wait, and we let Clemson and Alabama go play. We've the, the one Clemson and Alabama have alternated being the one seed in the college football playoff era. Oh, Chip. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see anything more. I'm good. Chip, I don't know if I'll ever see you in person. If I do, I'm going to hug you and then I'll tell you who I am. And then you'll understand. Cause I love okay. that opinion. My friend, all the best. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully we'll run you down again in the future. All right. Thanks. Good. Y'all be well. You too. Chip Patterson with us at chip underscore Patterson on Twitter. Finally, some sense. Everybody wants to expand it, and I, well, first, for the argument's sake, I get eight teams, it's shooting fish in a barrel. So I get that, but just for the argument's sake, isn't it a lot more fun to argue four versus five and who should get in and and arguing about conferences? Because it never is just team versus team. We get very personal with it. It's a blast. You get to eight versus nine, it's like, yeah, you know what, if you're the ninth ranked team, really you shouldn't be in it. Like, I'm watching the Peach Bowl right now. And I didn't even realize Florida, if you ask anybody and you ask them about Florida football, they're going to go, man, Florida sucks. They're the 10th ranked team in the in college football. 855-2124-CBS. Just be careful what you wish for. Coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern, three up, three down. Also next, Kyler Murray's looking for love. Problem is he's looking for it in all the wrong places. It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.